Pastor Steve here, Grace Valley Church. Uh, today we're going to do a little bit shorter devotional. I'm going to try and put these out two or three times a week um, just to help us all in our, our walk with, uh, with faith, wherever you find yourself in your walk of faith. I want to talk about prayer today. Um, Luke 22, verse 31, and I've been thinking about this verse. The verse is, <clears throat> Simon, Simon, Satan is asked to sift all of you as wheat. Now this happened in the upper discourse room um, before Jesus' betrayal, trial, flogging, crucifixion. And um, he's warning Peter, just before Peter's, of course, denial, right? Uh, so Simon, Satan, think about this, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat. Now we don't want to get too much in every little aspect of this verse, and I want to concentrate more on these words of sifting, which is crushing, separating. Interesting that even then Satan has to ask permission, but somehow, you know, God gives it. Um, we get this from Job too, right? Job wandering to and fro throughout the earth and appears before God, and God points out Job is faithful servant and Satan makes a bunch of accusations, basically the nature of humankind. Uh, he's only following you because of what you do for him. And if you start taking certain things away, he'll stop following you. Interesting, right? That's how Satan feels about the human race. There's some, he, he only feels that way because that's often times the case. But he still has to get permission, right? So nothing's outside of God's control. But why God gives permission, I don't know. That's... that's probably another whole topic. You can kind of do your own theological homework on that. But I think uh, what, what resonated with me was, boy, isn't that interesting? He wants to sift you like wheat. And that's, you know, that's well in line with other verses we find in the Bible about the devil, isn't it? Um, Jesus said of Satan and his minions, I, um, I've come to give life, but you know, the thief comes to kill, steal, destroy. Um, part of that reference is to the enemy, which is the devil. Kill, steal, destroy. Um, this is what um, this is what we face sometimes. So sometimes, if you feel like you're being sifted, it's a it's a difficult thought process. It's a, we'll talk about this. Um, you can't ignore the devil. I probably give him too little due. Some people give him too much, but we probably overall don't give him enough due. Depends, of course, sometimes on your church background, and then you got to lean a little bit the other way. So if you grew up in a church that everything was of the devil and the, you know who I'm talking to. If this is you, uh, be careful. Right? It's you know far more talk is given about the world and the flesh, which is part of our problem, not just the devil. But if you're on the other end and you, you hear very little of them, you don't give enough due and then you're not on guard. So um, 1 Peter 5 says, verse 8 says, Be alert and sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Ephesians 6 Verse 10 says, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. 
put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Because we're battling it not against flesh and blood, but against all kinds of authorities and powers um, and spiritual forces in the heavenly realms. So uh, we need to be aware of this. Now, how does Satan sift us? Uh, sometimes he sifts us according to our personalities, doesn't doesn't he? So our great, you know, our great strengths, you know, he'll use to our weakness, right? Um, he sifts our thoughts, right? Our fears, our our worries, what's on our minds, um, to you know, our own chagrin, our own depression, our own overworrying, our own bad decisions, our own reactions, our own ability to, well, what did they really mean by that? Our own hurts. So sometimes he'll sift, you know, our faith, which is our confidence in God and his plan or our confidence in God to even right our past mistakes and bring everything out so that we're not irreparably harmed forever. And we think that's the end of everything. Um, sometimes the devil wants to sift sift our friendships, right? Destroy our friendships, um, help us to focus too much on our friends' weaknesses rather than the strengths that they bring, expecting our friends to be perfect or overreacting or just not doing a good enough biblical job of actually bringing things up and sticking with it until there's um, you know light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and so our friendships weaken and, you know, sometimes this is the devil's strategy on us, right? Especially if you find that you've lost friends over time, I would definitely take a look at yourself, but take a look at whether you've given in initially to, you know, the devil wanting to sift that friendship. Anything you feel under attack, right? He was going to attack Peter's confidence, obviously, right? His denial, both probably the denial, right? Peter's fear, um in that garden being accused of being one of Jesus' followers, and then probably sift through his psychological um, thoughts after he fails Jesus. So sometimes the devil will sift our sorrows, right, and just take them and, and bury us with them, and we live in this regret, and it's paralyzing, and, and then it gets reactive, Um Along with that, our wounds, right? Maybe that we've received from others. He wants us to dwell on them and think we did it better. He, he kind of sparks our self-love. Um, I'm using that in a negative term. I think we talk too much about loving ourselves, and I understand to a degree what we mean by that, right? It's like, you know, take care of yourself. But self-love has become just the idol of our century now with everyone. And... Um, Boy, you will you will lick your wounds and guard yourself if you're not careful about you gotta you gotta put to death self-love. That's what pride is, that's what the flesh is. You, you know, read your Bible. That's exactly what it is. It's self-love and it has to go. So a greater love has to enter us where we can easily be crucified now with Christ ourselves. Um, and we'll become anything, even the refuse of the world, Jesus says, for the sake of Christ. So he'll sift our wounds, he sifts our hurts. Sometimes he sifts your words if you talk too much. Um, you think of Proverbs 10, 19, when words are many, sin is not 
um, absent, but he who holds his tongue is wise. Some of us have a problem with doing that, and the, and the devil loves to get in our conversations, and we just talk too much about too many things and too many opinions, and the devil loves to bring strain to relationships and division because we talk too much. So that's in line with how we want to sift through our personalities. Um, so he sifts our words. Um, now what do we do about it? <clears throat> well, we do what Jesus said, what Jesus did, but Simon, so the devil's asked to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that you might not fail. Now, what did Jesus mean by this? One, that's so beautiful, isn't it? Hey, but Jesus is going to start praying. Now, that's oh, cool that, hey, you got Jesus praying for you, but I don't think that's the lesson of the Bible is like, don't worry about praying yourself because Jesus is the great intercessor. Well, you know, the Bible has too much to say about us, about not, about praying without ceasing. And um, in fact, Ephesians 6.18, after it tells us in verse 8, to beware of the devil, uh, to put on the full armor of God, um, it tells us in verse 18 of Ephesians, chapter 6, and pray in the Spirit. You are to pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So the, the course of action to take, if you feel like there's something being sifted in your life, your thoughts, you're worrying about something, I think it could be more than you, your friendships, your any type of relationships where you're thinking negatively constantly, be careful. The devil's looking. He wants to divide that, right? Crush that. And the course of action to Jesus is saying is take action, start praying. Okay? Prayer is powerful. Prayer is engaging the power of God. Again, I don't think we, any of us can be um, fully conformed to Christ's image without both the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the character of the Holy Spirit, but you need the power of the Holy Spirit. And the primary way you start engaging the power of the Holy Spirit is you, to, is you need to get the Holy Spirit involved, God involved, you start praying. So prayer is powerful. So um, start having a plan for prayer, right? And so what do you pray for if you're under attack? You pray that you would have faith in all these things concerning you. You pray that you, just like Jesus prayed, Lord, that I would not fail. And then maybe that I would also then be able to strengthen others. But I pray that my confidence, because that's what faith means, right? It simply means confidence. Peter, I prayed for you that your confidence would not fail. Your confidence in me. Your, conf your confidence in me, even though my agenda might not be your agenda um, initially. <clears throat> and so that's what we pray for. Lord, just give me, help me to still have confidence in you, even though I'm worrying about these things. I'm thinking about these things. Um, along with that, help me to then have clarity, clarity again in you and your kingdom and your love for me and, and, um, that you want to use me in a great way. Um, help me to have, um, help me to continue my surrender to Jesus. Cause that's what part of having just confidence is it's surrender to Jesus. So help me to surrender this to Jesus, this friendship, my emotions, my feelings, the devil would love to take this and, allow, and keep sifting me because I myself am sifting through things too much. Uh, pray for strengthening. So just pray, pray, pray. That's my encouragement to you. If you're feeling sifted in any area of your life, finances, 
relationships, your kids, you're worried about them. Pray, 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 and pray along those lines. Lord, give me clarity, give me confidence, help me to surrender again, help me to surrender my kids, my life, my finances, my marriage, um, and start there. So no magic here to prayer. You start where you're at. Um, here's an interesting quote from Dia, uh, from Dallas Willard. We'll close with this, and then I'll wrap it up. He says, uh, prayer simply dies from efforts to pray about good things that honestly do not matter to us. So don't, you know, sometimes we're just so hesitant to pray about the things we're worrying about. Turn your worries that you're worrying about into a prayer. If you're worried about your business, pray about your business. If you're worried about your kid's business, pray about what your kids are doing and that, that it will succeed. Sometimes we think, well, that's not a that's not a right prayer. You know, the right prayer is, you know, that God would be glorified and that he'd get, you know, like, like, again, it kills any effort to pray. If you pray about things that you really, is just a perfunctory duty rather than something you really feel deeply about. Start with the things that matter deeply to you is what he's saying. And then he goes on and says, the way to get to a meaningful prayer for those good things is to start by praying for what we are truly interested in. The circle of our interest will inevitably inevitably grow in the largeness of God's love. It assumes that our natural concerns will be naturally expressed and that God will hear our prayers for ourselves as well as others. Prayer is a matter of explicitly sharing with God my concerns about what my concerns about what he about what he as well is concerned about in my life. So whatever your concerns are, God's concerned about that too. Um, and he has a way forward. So start with what really concerns you. Turn all your concerns into prayer. Um, prayers for confidence, right? You don't want to be a person that's being sifted by the devil. And then, of course, he is concerned about my concerns, and in particular, that my concerns should coincide with his. So eventually, God wants to also introduce you to his concerns, but that's why we start praying. That's why part of our prayer is, you know, keep whispering to me, keep helping me get clarity on this, God. I, I Help me to keep searching you in the word for clarity, right? So God's made all kinds of things clear in the Bible. So run to the Bible, because that's clear, and then you'll be able to discern the unclear, which is the voice of God to you, right? People start, think primarily only as like, I'm just following the Spirit's leadings, following the Spirit's leading. I get that, okay? I really get that. I don't want to say blah, blah, blah. I, but I hear so much of that. It's like, if you don't understand incredibly that what God has already spoken to be clear, which is revealed revelation from God, which is the Bible, you will not really be able to really trust any type of leading or prompting that you get, because it may or may not be really what God has revealed of the way that things go. So we'll leave it there. So run to what's clear as you're doing that, right? God's concerned with what you're concerned about. So pray about that. And then pray for confidence and pray for clarity. And don't forget, he has revealed things in the word of God through stories and narrative and history and poetry. I mean, look at the prayers of David. They are all about David's concerns. That's where he starts. My enemies are after me. What am I to do? Why aren't you answering? So start with way, with how you're feeling, what you're worrying about that. Turn that into a psalm. Turn that into a prayer. Pray that you'd have confidence. You don't want your confidence in God to fail. And that gets God's power involved. And then there's less of a chance that the devil's going to get a foothold 
right? And that you're going to be naively naive again to the strategies concerning you. I hope that helps. <clears throat> pray, pray, pray. Um, and we'll talk again soon.